I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, episode 28. My name is Steven Schultz and I am your host in the pilot seat today. I promise I won't lose the ship, but you know I can't do it alone. With us, as always, the other Dad Batchers, your space daddies. First up, he's not ordained yet, but he'll still marry you anyway. It's Joe Lara. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing exceptional, loving, we'll get to it, but I'm loving uh, The Bad Batch, The Book of Tech. It is so good. <laughs> it is so good. But we'll get to that later. We'll have we'll have its own segment because The Book of Tech is that good. But uh, I'm, just, I'm, just kidding. I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Can't complain. Uh, You're looking sharp, man. Yeah, you got dude. your Bad Batch hat on. You got your Dad Batch shirt on. Yeah. Dad and you got that... Swanky new jacket. Yeah, I love the smell of a new suede. You know, like it's kind of like opening textbooks when you're a kid. You like smell the textbook, but this is when you're an adult. You get a suede jacket, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm doing well." Um, this weekend was fun because two things. I met up with uh, David Neth, Meganeth sixty six, and his lovely bride, Alex. We had a, we had a double date, so my wife and I met them for dinner. Uh, really cool to hang out and get to know them. So he, I'm lucky to have him in my garrison. So he's got a great Boba Fett. If you don't follow him, he makes those awesome stands uh, um, for your helmet. So go check him out. Um, he just made a whole bunch more. So I think he's going to put them up for sale. Stand by that. And then the following day, did a really cool troop. Um, and it was, it's called the Night. Um, uh, it's not night to remember because that's not the name, but it, but it's similar. So basically, it's it's like a, a night you'll never forget. Yeah, it's a night you'll never forget. But I forgot the name of it. Um, the troop is designed. It, it's basically it's a dance for people for children with special needs, and oh, it was nice. up in um, up in Vista, northern northern part of San Diego. And what was really cool is it wasn't just hang out and be a stormtrooper all day. It was like we got to go and dance. So we went on the dance floor cutting a rug and man, it was epic. So whenever there's smiles around and star Wars, the hosts were, were really, really amazing. Uh, good, good, good weekend for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did a couple of those special ed proms myself and dude, they are so fun dude. because it's like, they have like no, uh, uh, like worries or cares. They're just there to have fun too. Yeah. You know, it's really like you go to, you go to a regular prom and everyone's just like, ooh, my dress is better than yours. No, you know, whatever. They're so fun. You know how high school kids are. Yeah. What was yeah. cool is, is the way they um, – so Tim Tebow has a foundation and he's the one that sponsored it. And they do these all over the country. So it's pretty neat. But 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 it, but it looks like 
They'll have um, the promise for the group of special needs kids. And then they'll actually have high school kids as their, as their host who will like take them and dance with them. So it's like their date. Nice. And, and so it, it's really good for just bridging community, uh, celebrating diversity and just everybody having a great time. And then the parents were sort of treated to, their, to a date, date night in a separate room. They could still see the kids dancing on a separate screen, but they were fed meal and they got private time. So it was a, there was nothing negative about that night. It was incredible. Oh, except for little things like popping off my uniform, you know, my, my costume, my yeah. little button here and there, but whatever. The funny one. Hey. So, so there's a strip underneath the, 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 TK, cod, the cod strap, the yeah. cod strap. So it goes right up your rack and uh, it popped. And I'm, I'm in no, I'm in the middle of like people. <laughs> And luckily, my bride is there. I'm like, Kim, you're going to have to help me with this strap. <laughs> and so basically, we're like, okay, I need to find a corner. I couldn't find a corner. So we went into a building where there was a bunch of adults. I'm like, hey, I'm going to do something really funky here. Don't get, don't freak <laughs> out. Just let her do her thing. And so I'm like, this is my DK. And she's like reaching underneath and connecting this button. It was, it was funny. She's been, so Kim's finally been baptized by that the God strap. Yeah, that was my wife. Yes. Steven and I trooped some dance, some dance years ago and, uh, and something popped, but it was Steven's knee. Oh, do you remember that? Yeah. Steven blew out right. his knee. He needed surgery and everything. It was crazy. I, I, think, I think I was there. I, I was doing a stage Which, dive that or something. Too? Yeah. You're doing a stage dive. What? I was doing a stage dive and then, and then my, my ACL and my MCL snapped. Whoa. Yep. Yep. And my leg turned to jelly and I just like. <laughs> in my full scout trooper just like laid oh, on the floor no. like, it was yeah. it was bad <laughs> you had like a legitimate injury yeah i couldn't walk for like no, four months you after have surgery that for that dude you can't yeah like yeah oh my god that was fun no my crotch just snapped that's it <laughs> <laughs> hey I, I, I meant to ask you speaking of like dances and proms and stuff mm -hmm. so i know you know being in the military you've probably gone to like your military ball and stuff mm -hmm. So my wife was asking me the other day, like, is there anything that adults can just go to and get dressed up like a prom? No, a not ball? like not formal. So, I mean, the, the, the formality of it all, we have weddings and receptions, but but nothing like a yeah. like quite like a ball. And um, and so those that don't know, like we put on our, our military best dress uniform with right. medals. Dude, it turns into a lot of this <laughs> yeah. and um, and shenanigans that cannot be repeated but good time. So it starts very formal, very cordial. There was, it was in the UK when I was in the UK, I was stationed there for three years. They had, um, they had HMS pickle night. So her Majesty's service pickle. That was the name of the guy. Sounds kind of funny ball. So pickle ball, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> the rule was we had, we had, we had a bottle of wine or a pitcher of wine and it could not leave the table. Meaning you had to put your glass below the table off to the edge uh, and pour oh. it. The minute the bottle leaves, you have to pay a fine or do something stupid. And and the stupidity just, I mean, the list was long. And, <laughs> and the stupidity ensues, yeah. And the fine was go to the grog bowl, which was a mixture of lots of crazy liquids oh. in a toilet bowl that was on a table. And it was fish sauce, alcohol, marshmallows, the most disgusting thing. And you had to drink a big gulp and then put the empty glass over your head to prove that it's empty and that's how you paid the fine 
That's gross, dude. Oh yeah, that's I would never. Exactly. You, and you want to participate in that, right, Stephen? No, your balls sound gross. Yeah. <laughs> My ball. I'm trying to go to. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to. I'm trying to go to a a good ball. <laughs> I want to. Wow. All right, moving on. Um, next up, he's got so many backpacks. Oh, His backpacks got yeah, backpacks. It's Rainy Shannon. <laughs> What's up, man? You can't throw it to me right after that. Oh my God. Speaking us, of balls, level level us out, Rainy. Jeez. All right. Yeah. Yes, um, I made it back from Texas. Okay, thank you. Um, it uh, it continues to snow on and off here. Uh, the kids are down. Do it. My arms tired. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh. Uh, and uh, kids are down doing their thing. At, at the skate place tonight. So kind of just normal, normal life right now. You were, you were telling us um, earlier before the show started, we're in our production meeting and you were saying that your echo, is that what we call your that? echo uh, gauntlet? Yeah. Uh, it has like a <laughs> NFC tag in it. Yeah. So <laughs> John has this in his Hunter too, by the way. Um, so, but I thought with, with celebration coming up and I'm sure we're going to be in our suits a lot during that weekend. So, um, I've got this, uh, this little NFC thing that I was able to program and I put it in the compad that's on my gauntlet. Um, I'll get it out here before the workbench. And, uh, if you tap your phone to it, it basically takes you, it'll prompt you to like go to a link and that'll take you to like the same link that I have in my bio in Instagram, for example. That's so cool. So from there you kind of get to everything. So now you put these in the kids' helmets, right? Yeah. So I put I put them on the kids' uh, like bike or skateboarder helmets or whatever, and uh, and so they they went down after I did that, and they were it was one of the nights they were down there, and they came home so excited. They're like, "These things are sick! Everybody wants one!" So because you could just <laughs> tap your phone to the the little thing on the helmet, and it would take them to their Instagrams. Leave it up to you, man, to to technologify a helmet. <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta put the echo into everything I do. Oh, all right. So, uh, flight was good work out there in, uh, Texas was okay. Yeah. In fact, it's, it was, uh, everybody was so happy with, uh, everything that we got done. They're already talking about like, so in March, everybody's going to be coming out here to California. So I'll be done. Oh, sweet. I'll have a, a few days in, uh, in March where I've got to, oh gosh, I got to look at the schedule now and see if that collides with our adventure. I don't mm-hmm. think it does. I think we're good. Um, but, uh, but yeah. That'll be, uh, everybody will be coming out here. So do it again. Cool. Right on, man. You good? Yeah. Always. Awesome. Yes, Brian. That is called our production meeting. The thing that you always arrive late for and are usually eating. <laughs> in. Um, all right. Anyway, next up, he's probably going to be in season three of the bad batch. It's Brian cook. Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, at Probably. this point, they're going to be like, like, you're just never going to see him again. And they're going to be like, oh, <laughs> he we died. Saying that a... You're going to, yeah, you're going to get the off screen. Yeah. Death. Yeah. He died in a side corner thing. I had, I, I really like, I had this like, te- I'm like, oh, wow. The tech batch is a really cool show. But Isn't book, it? Of te- book of tech is, seems to be legit a little bit better. But I wore my tech shirt today just since. See? I don't know for no reason. Next, um, next tech tattoos. But I'm good. Um, it was Valentine's Day. Levi got me this. Oh, uh, it's 
Grogu on top of his little uh, temple thing. Yeah. It's candy, but it. I'm just like amazed by that candy. I, I got my kids the the Spider Man and Iron Man. That candy's horrible. I'm not gonna eat it. <laughs> they're like little turd pellets. <laughs> no, I think all that stuff, that fam- Valentine's Day candy. It all like for some. If if gasoline had a flavor, that's what it would taste like. It's yeah. gasoline candy. I think it's like but a the sucker. Fan is cool. I don't know, but yeah, this is like in my mind. I was like trying to produce this. Like, okay, how much did they make this for? And then like. <laughs> How You're much is the, the candy? Of that thing? Like yeah, and then how it, much do they sell it for? Like, what is this? Those things are like almost 10 bucks, dude. Are they? Yeah. Trust me. I want to know what the candy looks like now, though. I might do but it. But it costs, what, 30 cents to make it? Probably. Probably. Probably you know, inflation, so 35 cents. <laughs> but I'm good. It's, uh, let's see. What's going on? Good, man. Life is good. London's getting close. <laughs> yeah. Steven, how are you doing, man? How are you doing? Yeah. Good. Yeah. You know, I just realized that like nobody ever asks me. No one ever asks me who I am. Well, here we are. (laughs) I just did. See, tech has emotions like we just saw. I am so sick of tech right now. Yeah. We've just about had it with you, buddy. (laughs) I hey, I can't help that Lucas knows like an amazing story and needs to just keep telling it you know but no seriously steven how are you doing man i know you're super I'm good busy right now i'm i'm so so stressed stressed out from being just stretched so thin in like a million different directions and the only thing that that it can like even give right now is just my costuming and it's so frustrating it's so frustrating because i have all the costumes just like in boxes ready to go i don't know where any of my tools are yet but oh, we're going to fix that yeah. this weekend. Yes, I have a I'm, I'm planning on going to the the echo chamber. <laughs> oh, I've been trying we, to come up with a name for my little home office here. That's it. There it is. I love it. <laughs> there it is. I mean, I'm, wouldn't it I'm be echo base? Weekend rich- yeah. echo, base. Oh, that's echo base. That's good, too. Echo, echo base. base. Echo base. Yeah. Echo All right. Base. I'm. I'm planning a weekend retreat at Echo Base. Yeah, there is snow outside. And, so, and go. it's going to be just 48 hours nonstop wrecker. <laughs> Good. That's so, probably what you're going to need to yeah. do to get going. So That'll actually take me into um, – but no, I, I am good. Thanks for asking, Joe. Um, just got a lot done, a lot of work, uh, housework. Studio. Studio's looking good, buddy. Studios, studios, studios coming yeah, I'll talk about that in the workbench, but okay. I do want to say thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to support the show, buy one of our new, our new, new, new T-shirt designs and some of our stickers at thedadbatch.com. I need that one. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. And I guess I'll go first since I was kind of alluding to it uh, earlier. But yeah, so we've taken our three-car garage. One car garage is just dedicated for my wife's car. And then the other two have kind of split in half, um, like the, the back half of the garage. And I'm turning it into what I call the lab. So there's a dirty a dirty room and a clean room. And the clean room, I'm totally building this like uh, pristine, clean, 
studio where I'm going to be recording. It's going to be it's going to be my office slash recording studio slash uh, everything that's non Star Wars related is going to go in that office. So like all my Marvel props and and Batman, Ghostbusters and everything. Nice. Yeah. And then what's really cool is right next door to it attached uh, to the same wall is the dirty room, the dirty lab. And this is where I've got all the resin printers, okay. FDM printers, the Dremel, the sanding, the paint. Everything's just going to be in there. Um, so I'm so excited for that. Progress Good has concept. been. Progress has just been going. Thank you. Uh, lightning fast on that. I'm hope I was hoping to have it done by today, but that's just unrealistic. So I'm hoping to have it, hopefully, done by Friday, so that I can go to the Echo Base for the weekend. Um, now I want to chime in cause I'm looking at your pictures you sent photos. us earlier. Yeah. No viewing window into your dirty room. Well, I just put the drywall up today. I mean, I haven't cut anything out yet. Maybe. Okay. A view, little viewing window but, would be nice. Just so you can know, take a look. Know. I don't see any we'll see, the joist, though. Like the, the, yeah. Huh. We'll see that back wall. I was planning on on making that the background for the recording studio. Got it. So I want to have a lot of shelves there. I wasn't thinking about gotcha. a window okay. when I designed it. All right. But what I am thinking about is the opposite wall that's going to have my monitor, mm-hmm. my widescreen monitor. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of having like a bunch of like extra monitors above it for like like the Batman <laughs> Batcave. Bat yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, like a day I'll trader. Have like, I'll have like one camera, one monitor feeding onto like one camera for each of the printers. It's, yeah, it's going to be crazy. I like it. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. Oh, and then <clears throat> I built some floating shelves from scratch. Nice. But Beautiful. I did it like the, prof- I did it the professional way with like the 45 degree miters on every cut. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then like, and then like four inch lag bolts into the, into the studs. Are you following a design or a kit or, or, or like a sketch? Are you just sketch it out yourself and did it or what? Google. Just totally, totally custom. Mm, nice. To fit my, fit my uh, loft space. Nice. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And as all this stuff is like getting to a close and I'm unpacking and getting settled, I'm like, like today I found my record boots in a box and then I, I found my record knife in another box and I'm like, oh. Yes, it's all coming together. It's a little too like I, you know, a little too close for comfort to the to the London date, but we'll make it work. I know I had a feeling. I, ha- I had this like, I had this like hunch, just because I feel like this would be something you would do, that you would just be like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and like I haven't started. Oh wait, I'm done. <laughs> and it's just like. I've been working on it. I've been messing with you guys. <laughs> that that'll be by the end of this weekend. Kind of like you how know, he did a isn't that his his uh, Thor hammer or his uh, his uh, yeah <laughs> the mic the mic he yeah. just showed up with yeah, this yeah, thing yeah. out of nowhere. Isn't that how I did Wrecker season one? Basically, I don't remember you building it. I just saw I think it. I think it took me like a week, and then you know like another month remember. for all those revisions. But yeah, I think it took me like a week. Um, but that's all I got on my workbench this week. Um, the, uh, the echo backpack is done. I think everybody on Instagram has seen it, seen that and it's been very well received and the files for that are released. So, and I've already seen people have tagged me there. 
with pictures that they're already like printing theirs. So um, again, the files are totally free. You can find it uh, linked off of my Instagram and uh, the, the there's versions of the files in there for both echo and tech. And the echo one has a version that can be going, that can go onto like a flat backplate or like the, the backplate that has like the weird socket detail like mine does. So it'll work for either of those. Oh, they have the and same backpack? Echo and Tex are like 98% the same. It's like same company, right? Same yeah. Same. yeah. They shopped at the same place. So just a slight, slightly different paint. Clones color. of the Republic. Te- Tex was a 2021 model. Mine's a 2022 model. So yeah, I got sure. I got to say, man, I was, I was mm-hmm. very disappointed that you did not include a 3D model of an onion inside I, the backpack. I included... Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, found could, some SDLs. I found some SDLs of onions. I just haven't shared them with y'all. I, we could we could throw that in there. Just I mean, in the video that I did, I made sure that there was an onion. I literally went to the grocery store and I got, I bought peanuts. I bought so Sour cool. Patch Kids. I bought a Rockstar or, or uh, what was a monster. And then Energy. I bought, and I bought one onion. <laughs> All common household items. <laughs> it was like the you're weirdest, gonna, the you're, you're the weirdest shopping like, list what? everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Peanuts are a, a delicious snack at any point in time. Onions go with anything at some point in time. So You're in every onion. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so uh, with with the pack, because that was kind of the last big thing that I needed to get done. Um, Echo, season two Echo is more or less done. Um, just some fit and finish work. I got to, you know, tie some things together. I did see, I got a screen, StarWars.com published a screenshot. If you guys remember a couple weeks ago, I was at, I did a poll. I was asking like that that black rim under the armor, under his body armor. Like I was asking if it was a shadow or if anybody thought that it was like an actual layer. I've got a still that on StarWars.com that it is absolutely its own layer. So I'm gonna have to add this little black rim around the bottom of the torso armor, but that'll be easy. Yeah, John. John was sending us the those new photos, right? Yeah. Of the the heat map is that what it's called? A heat map. Yeah, but that's still concept. It's not necessarily um, what's being used right now on the show. I mean, it's super close. Like, I think it's I think it's a combination of what we're looking at in that heat map, plus what actually made it to to what we're watching live. So, yeah. But uh, I'm just going to use like a little strip of EVA foam to add that detail, and it'll be done. Cool. So I think. Oh, um, so I'm, I. Kind of for the heck of it, I'm printing a, a a helmet that I didn't really need to print. But what I'm going to do is with this, I'm going to use this as <laughs> I printed it as an insurance policy for something else. Um, the I'm going to use this as a how to, and I'll I kind of film my process for like how I take a 3D print and finish it. So I've got like the raw helmet. Ooh, Boba Fett. This Ooh, is yeah. specifically the Cobb Vanth version. Oh, okay. Mm. I, there's like, there's like eight bazillion Boba Fett helmets now, especially now. Um, right. Are you gonna do the all little different do the texture? Yeah, tutorial. I'll, I'll include that as part of it too, since that's what this one is. So, dude, that'll be. Cool. I got my I got my little secret sauce trick for that. Are you gonna, you said you're gonna make that and put that on the on the YouTube at some point or yeah, or... Nice. yeah. So I'll do and I'll so I'll I'll kind of go through the whole process step by step to take it from. I haven't even sanded it yet, so that'll be like the first little installment. So. That's then, cool. then the, the other thing I want to do, I got to kind of put up a poll. I want to do sort of like a little how to like simple 3d modeling kind of thing mm. and do it in, in kind of installments. And like, so that like the project can be built on 
each time. And so I've got to figure out what like is a good project that I can kind of go from start to finish that could take somebody that's never touched Fusion before and walk them through all the way to like having this thing that you can then spit out and print and and have. Start with so. the sphere, then add layers to it, <laughs> and just let it get bigger. I I figure I will go with some kind of Greebly or like a Compad or something relatively straightforward, but. Yeah, I was going to say, because our buddy Sean Fields did one of those years ago for like how to, I think it was how to model a helmet. Helmets but, are more complicated. But just like, yeah, just like step one was so advantageous. I was just, I was already like beyond my. I think what's intimidating is all the, all the buttons on the, on the software. Like you have to be somewhat familiar where things are on the software yeah, if you just, I think if you just go right into it, saying okay, I want to, I want to, I want to make this. Like, I think you might need to just a hey, a familiarity or maybe like an orientation to the software. Get comfortable with the buttons and what they do, and then yeah, and then and then gra- graduate to creating something. Maybe yeah. I don't know. There's different there's different workspaces in Fusion, so you can be modeling in 3D, or you can flip it to a sketch, which is just a 2D drawing, and then you can take the results of that sketch and turn it into something 3d which is kind of the oh. process i usually go through oh, okay you should do the you should do the episode one jedi com link that qui-gon uses the little the women shaver because you already know like we all know the dimensions of that it's like that's that's a good one you could do that yeah but i think something something relatively i want something that's like a little more complicated than just like a little compad kind of a thing otherwise it's there's not gonna be much content but so that might be a good idea Brian, I'm curious to see what you've been doing with your dolls. <laughs> Crosshair's just, playing with his dolls. He's playing with well, himself now. <laughs> I have been actually making things. So I don't know why I'm doing this at this point, anyways. Since because you, you can. And so Crosshair's, we do. Crosshair's a myst- mythical figure. He's because the like printer's Jedi. working, so you're working your printer. Kind of kind of like the old times of star wars a, an age of things and people you don't know about the dark times um i actually haven't printed anything in a while so but i fired up the fdm printer got it going printed um i left them in the in the garage unfortunately but the boot covers for imperial crosshair i printed this knee pad and um i'm not quite satisfied with the size but we'll see when the armor gets here next week um so it's all happening but i did i i've been wanting to do this for a while and on amazon you can get these like fully bendable figures that are customizable too they have different hands and different i mean almost like a hot toys right it's like 20 bucks fully bendable these are one one six scale yep one six scale and they sell this little black undersuit for it too. So, I mean, it looks like I'm not going to do it, but it looks like a Ken doll underneath it, right? Barbie Ken doll. So, but the, I mean, the articulation is like crazy. So he can, you know, do karate kicks and stuff. Um, and with the resin printer, I'm going to print a set of what? Imperial Crosshair armor. Look at that and little tiny armor kit. When my 
whenever the hot toys version comes of season one, I'll have a little buddy for it. And then this way too, I can kind of practice, uh, the paint cause I'm already not looking forward to, cause I had the helmet for so long and painted it so long ago, like how I did it. <laughs> I forgot. Oh. <laughs> so uh, when the armor comes, it's going to be difficult to match. So uh, you, you probably not, figure it out. I mean, I'm you, not looking forward to that. Yeah. But I just, I hate, I hate it when you, I had a, my first clone was a, a commander agree a phase one and uh, the helmet was different than the armor. And in nice lit up pictures, you could just see like the art, the head, the helmet was super white and the body was kind of yellowish because it was older and had been used. Oh, okay. And it's just an annoying little thing. So I'm a little concerned about that, but um, that's it. I promise after next week, it's going to get heated. So it's been, uh, uh, I think two or three times now over the past two weeks, Tori, my wife has been like, uh, are you, are you building it? Like, how much longer do you have? And I'm like, ah, we got a couple months. She's all, no, it's under two months. You got like, I'm like, ah, it's fine. I got it. <laughs> then I was like, oh crap, Ramey, I need you to do this, this, and this for me. <laughs> I, I started on all that yesterday. So cool. It's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. So, I mean, I'm just going to build it and, and see what it goes. And yeah, I have plan A and then I have plan B. So it should be interesting. I was a little disappointed to see that the as i like dig into it that the season that the it's not even season two imperial crosshair his boots are just different enough to where if i'm gonna try to do some sort of submission kitty cat if i'm trying to do some side of some type of submission i'm gonna need different boots which i think at this point you're the crl because we've seen we've i think we've seen your imperial crosshair more than we've seen it in the show <laughs> Jay. I mean, I'm also I'm, glad. I'm also glad that you're building it. The 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 little little doll that you're building. I'm glad that you're building it for practice. <laughs> I'm totally gonna roast you now. Cause yeah. I, I I I I seriously thought that you were like building it. Yeah. So that you could like pretend like you're in the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you're all, <"Woo." laughs> I mean, at this point, like, how many episodes are left? You guys said there's eighteen. You said there's eighteen, right? Like, yeah, we're half, halfway. Dude, More I really half. felt like the Valentine's thing. They were like, they saw yeah. like seventy five percent of the comments were like, "Where's Crosshair?" And it made me think that they didn't have a plan for it, and they just like, "Oh, okay, here, graphic designer, just like busted it out real quick." I mean, we're like, he's been in one episode. We're in nine episodes. He wasn't even one. a post. It was a story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was wasn't a... included in the post version of that. And they added him as like nine hours later. So like, if you looked, all of those came out at like, I don't know, 8 a.m. Pacific time or whatever. And like nine hours later, they added the crosshair. And now admit, like they played with it because it's like, did you miss me? And like, so I thought that maybe that was why they kind of delayed it on. And then I thought between that and the fact that the the episode was titled the crossing like how could it not be crosshairs episode this week come on dude i'm 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 convinced <laughs> like 
they're gonna like find Rex and he's gonna be like, ah, oh, we saw Crosshair's dead body over there. <laughs> that, that's it. He's done. Yeah. So yeah, Pal- and, um, Palpatine took him out. Uh, and I ten out of ten, I can confirm with you, Stephen. I just ate the candy that was in that Mandalorian thing, and it sucked. Mm-hmm. It su- did it taste like poop? Was it gasoline candy? And it tastes like poop. But I have a very weird kind of. I mean, it's mixing with the whiskey, which I'm drinking, but it's, that's probably not good. Candy no. and whiskey. <laughs> I say that's all I got. Next week, it's going to be on. So it's going to be a race between Wrecker and I. But I think with the echo effect, he's going to far beat me. So. <laughs> Echo chamber, echo effect, echo base. Echo base. <laughs> um, I'll go next. So uh, got a lot of good progress with reprinting my chest and back armor. Um, it's interesting. I'm watching a bunch of chatter right now on the on the clone trooper detachment forum. So some folks shy far away from it because anytime you go to the file first forums, it can be an endless tunnel of like old stuff, new stuff mixed in. It can be kind of, you can get kind of lost in it. However, I'm on the clone detachment quite often looking around. And I saw this discussion where um, somebody was kind of not talking negative about 3d printing armor. Cause I actually wrote a, a little piece saying, Hey, this is why you probably shouldn't 3d print armor um, and, and maybe go for a vacuum form kit. There's pros and cons for it all, but I will say the hundred percent, pro with it is once you're efficient with 3d printing doing second uh, pieces uh, reprints uh, five versions of the same thing it actually is really affordable so there's a huge huge investment to get going i will say that probably if not more than buying like a like a vacuum form kit from kevin you know if you bought one vacuum form kit from kevin it's going to be very pricey but if you look at buying a printer buying the software, buying all the materials, a workbench and all that. You're going to spend a lot of money. Stress, a lot of stress, a lot of time, right? On on the flip side, though, what I'm talking about now is I just made this armor relatively quick and I did it for probably less than $40. Um, You know, when I look at the the cost and the the time, it's whatever, I have time. So uh, making good progress with that. Put it on for the first time today, and I think it fit really well over the vest that Raimi was so nice and gracious to make for me a couple weeks ago. Um, so I, too, went to Echo Base um, and uh, was inspired by what I saw, brought it home, and realized I need to remake this armor kit because it's a little snug. Um, but, but good progress with that. And then... Um, Finishing the the cod and some other pieces, so I think I'll probably be done with tech here soon. I'm going away next week for to Boston for about a week, so I'll be away from the garage. When I get back, I think I feel confident by March I should be done uh, with with tech season two. Um, and then I'm super excited, so I'm gonna share what I'm gonna do right now. I'm gonna open a box and then I'll go silent. So Stephen, you can go and talk about what you did. He already went. Did you? He, he, he started us. First. He literally went first. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was so good. I just needed to repeat it. Um, so anyways, the, in the box is a package from Redbow. So Redbow um, and Redman are two really great companies that are making similar stuff, but they're all kind of, I think, in, uh, know each other very well. And they're making the Book of Boba Fett 
um, armor and helmets and all that. So I'm going to open my my box here. I'm gonna oh, snap. cool! While you're doing that, I'm going to show off. I showed last week um, my oh yeah. Uh, what do you call this? A tracking fob? Yes. From Scott at Propright Props. Well, Justin told me to order a very specific magic band from from Disney World that has been long sold out. So I've, I got one on eBay and I installed it into the tracking fob. And here it is. So good. It's oh, perfect. Yeah. Here. And then check this out. When you scan it at Disneyland or Disney World. Oh, what? Yeah. That's cool. Isn't that cool? It looks great. It's funny. I had like so much going on when we were recording that episode last week that I, I, I was distracted. I had like a lot of things going on and I was listening to the episode and I got to hear all kinds of cool stuff. And that was one of the <laughs> things that Sonfield was talking about. And I didn't even, it didn't even register when it was happening. Speaking of Sonfield, shout out to Justin Sonfield. Congratulations on winning his uh, reelection to the 501st job, Legion, yeah. Legion commander for another year. Congrats, man. You've got 15,000 troopers at your beck and call. Ready, he posted ready to a serve. very nice thank you that Ramy. Thank you for sharing that um, for us forum delinquent people. Justin's the man. Oh, we love Justin. Congrats, yeah. buddy. He's a leader that the Legion needs. It's really cool. Look at Joe. All right, so for those of you listening to the pod, to the audio podcast, is- Joe is unboxing his box from Redbow. So far, we can we've gotten a lot of bubble wrap like helmet. There's a lot of bubble wrap coming out. It is a He's now white birthing helmet. a helmet. Oh my gosh, plastic. it's Boba Fett. Where? <laughs> Boba Fett. There it is. There he is. Dang. Ooh. There it is. This is a nice cast. If that's not done by tomorrow afternoon, what are you even doing? I know. I so see. this is this is Book of Boba Fett? This is uh, Book of Boba yeah. Fett, yeah. Okay. So is that weathered or is that fresh Boba Fresh? That's different, right? Yeah, Boba Fresh was in the Mandalorian. This is from the Book of Boba. This is Daimyo. 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 So it's a little weathered, right? Because he like gave it the... said, there's like five, twenty different helmets now. Well, because he because he gave it like the fresh paint job. I'm just trying to remember Book of Boba Fett if it had like weathering on it. Damn. Yeah, there, there, there is a little bit. There's like a, a little so, tiny. Honestly, bit. Okay. actually, you know what? I have the Black Series helmet real quick. Let me get that. Ah, there you go. I mean, how I have not even tried to look at these CRLs. How? Okay, that's not bad. So, see so that you don't have gash. Yeah. I actually so add more weathering to this, but this is it's very limited weathering. So um, you don't have to get um, ultra, ultra no, detailed. Not, not that crazy, um, you know. With the yes. mastic and the little tiny, this half scratch has to be right here. Yeah. Of course yeah. he does. It's still Boba Fett. I mean, I know how the Bounty Hunter Guild can be, so. Dude, this is sick. That's awesome. So I see that um, your cast, this is Red Man or Red Bow? Red Bow. They cast helmets the same way that I do, which is my preferred method, where they do multiple layers of different colors. Yeah, that way you can see the thin spots and then fill those in because that's, that's, cool. that's the way that you should do it. That's, that's really, really it's good looking helmet. Yeah, that's man. good. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm pretty, pretty stoked. Congrats. Yay. Getting pieces, getting pieces. That's a pretty productive workbench. We just filled up some time. Oh yeah. Oh, and then, uh, John's been painting and working and painting and doing and stuff and doing other stuff. He, ironically, he hasn't been chroming very much. So he's good. We need to give him somebody. Stuff to chrome. Yeah. Somebody go over there to have him chrome. Some stuff. I'm pretty sure he's painting heavy helmets still. Yeah. We need to 3d print some onions and so he can chrome them. And then we'll hand those out in London. He oh, should man, have a pair. Of onion, he should have a pair of chrome onion, chromed onions hanging from the uh, back bumper mirror? of his car. Dude, this crunch is going to get <laughs> wild, man. Celebration crunch is going to get crazy here, dude. Hey, Ramy. Yo. We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. We continue to get uh, celebration guest announcements, um, and it seems like they keep putting them out like the day after we record. So I assume we'll get some more tomorrow. Um, but uh, so the latest round of guests we've got are Ian McDermott, the Emperor himself, who's great, uh, Andy Circus, which will be uh, I'm sure everybody. I think what we need to do is when we all do the running of the the prisoners, the Narkina Five, we need to all go run past his table. At the autograph, I hope he's there when we do it. That'd be amazing. We should, we should, we should put out the call for that too. Um, yeah. Everyone who's going to Star Wars Celebration, please get yourself a Narkina Five costume. There are numerous ones out there, from the high end to the low end. Do a little Google searching. Go on Etsy. Look on Instagram. I am straight up going to Home yeah. Depot. Yes, find yeah. a white painters. There's, there's that too. That's like six bucks. I'm it's gonna a, get some orange duct tape. Yes, and that's Time. gonna be, and, and that's it. And I might, Joe, I might you gotta get a snorkel and um and a and like a <laughs> goggles. Okay, goggle. I think I think the dad batch. You guys are gonna you guys are gonna hate me for like throw, no. throwing this at you at the last second. I think the dad batch needs to host a judging contest for the best for the best pool floaty <laughs> scene on an Arkina Five costume. <laughs> At celebration, I'm in. All right. Oh, I knew you would be in. <laughs> I've talked you into crazier things. With my- <laughs> oh, so heartbreaking. Joe, you need to release a a real a tutorial on how to make the Home Depot Narkina Five suit, dude. That'd be amazing. It's gonna, it's gonna be. It would a literally take video. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a 10 second video, man. Just just do it. I'm just gonna stand in the white suit and spin around while my wife has some orange duct tape. <laughs> I'm just going to go. Just... <laughs> done. <laughs> Completely done, dude. And if you don't go barefoot, don't even show up. Do you so. know, rocking some Birkins. Dude, it's dirty. Would you walk in New York City barefooted? Yeah, who cares? <sighs> You're gross. You're gross. Hey, I am dedicated to my craft. I'm wearing flip-flops. Just get some nude sandals. You'll be fine. You spent so much time with your screen accurate costume and you just <laughs> Dude, come flip flops. You're all <laughs> nope. Not doing it. Um okay, uh continuing with the celebration guest announcements. So next on the list we've got uh Ewan McGregor will be there signing autographs and taking photos. And Billy D. Williams as well. So again, we will continue to get I'm I'm 
we've gotten some good names so far. So I think we're going to con- like, and usually the list of names gets higher profile the closer you get. So should be interesting. Uh, Star Wars Visions. So this actually was on the, the docket for, for last week's news, but uh, got lost in the, the Texas shuffle. So volume two has been announced. We've known that for a while. And uh, it's got a, again, it's got a May 4th release date. Um, there will be nine new shorts from nine different studios all around the world. So it's typically animation. Um, and, and what we had seen before was, was mostly anime style. But these, as you'll see from these studios, they represent the entire globe worth of animation houses. So the first one, we've got Cartoon Saloon, which is based in Ireland. And there's, they have an episode called Screechers Reach. Next on the list is Punk Robot from Chile. And their episode is titled In the Stars. Um, the next one is El Guri from Spain. Theirs is simply titled Sith. Um, this next one is the most interesting one to me. So Ardman, who does like the Wallace and Gromit uh, animation. And so they're stop motion uh, animators yes. based out of the United Kingdom. So they are doing an episode titled I Am Your Mother. Studio Mir, which is based in South Korea, they've got one called Journey to the Dark Head. Did I type that wrong? Dark Side? I'll have to double check that. Yeah, I didn't autocorrect. I've, I've seen that movie. Autocorrect, autocorrect doesn't. I'll have to double check that title. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Studio La Cachette from France, uh, The Spy Dancer. 88 Pictures from India is The Bandits of Golok. Uh, I'm going to. This is going to be hard to pronounce. Daart Shitajio from Japan has an episode titled The Pit. And then Triggerfish from South Africa has one called Ao's Song. Um, and specifically the one from the shop from Japan, if you remember a few weeks back, we noted that um, that Lucasfilm execs were meeting with one of the studios uh, while they were on a trip in Japan. We didn't know which one it was. It was actually um, the, the Daart Shitajio Geo, and that their short was also co-produced in collaboration with LFL. So I don't know what that means. If that if that signals that there's something more to come from that studio potentially, but they but LFL had an extra hand in that particular episode. So we'll see. Uh, some acolyte news. Uh, Lee Jun Jae did an interview that came out on uh, allkpop.com and was asked about film what filming with Disney was like for acolyte. Um, he confirmed that he was going to still be filming all the way up through April. Um, and that coincides with some of the other actors and that they've confirmed that they're filming up through that time frame as well. And uh, he also had this to say about filming in the UK versus uh, in, in his home Korea. So I was told not to talk about it as much as possible. It seems that filming will run until March or April. I actually felt that in some ways, filming sets in Korea are actually more efficient. There are many aspects of the work which are similar here and in Korea, but I feel that there are areas where the Korean method is more efficient. Of course, there are aspects I'm learning from as well. So doesn't give anything away, as he shouldn't, since uh, they've always got everybody on, on a pretty pretty mm. tight, uh, tight no-talk no list there. So um, lots of Mandalorian-related news. Um, so we'll start off... Uh, by the way, congratulations to John Favreau, who got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame within Woo-hoo! the past week. So that that's been all over the, the socials. Did, did you see did you see that Robert Downey Jr. was with him? It was for in the, the back of the shaved head. Did you see that? Yeah. And then like oh, I gotta go back and so, look now. So then immediately after everything was done and John was like done posing for his photos and all that stuff, 
Robert Downey comes up to it to the star, and he like takes out his chewing gum and he puts it right on the star. Are you serious? Oh, That's man. amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, those two guys are super tight in real life, so that's yeah. that's appropriate that they would it's do a, that. It's basically the equivalent of a blessing, right? Yeah, we know. Yeah. We saw him at Disneyland. <laughs> we rode Thunder Mountain with him. No big deal. Was RDJ with him? No, yeah, we can just pretend over it was. Okay, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Iron Man. Um, uh, so Favreau also did an interview with uh, Empire Magazine, and he talked about Din and Grogu being brought back together. So I've got a couple quotes here. So he said, just because this kid has the potential and had training, does he belong away from the Mandalorian? I saw it more like Paper Moon, where the whole thing is about delivering the kid to the blood relative, only to realize that whether genetically or through her father or just through bonding, Tatum O'Neill has to end up with, with Ryan O'Neill. That ending feels really good to me. And this little kid, Grogu, is given a decision to choose. And the kid chooses the emotional relationship, and he wants to be with the Mandalorian and passing up Yoda's lightsaber. Part of you wants to see him develop in that way and part the other. So, and the next quote goes on to say, you'll, you have this interesting character who has Jedi training to some extent, force abilities, but also is joining the Mandalorian culture, which we've established as something that you can opt into. It demands a lot. It offers a lot. Historically, Mandalorians developed all of those tools and armor and weapons to be able to counteract the force abilities of Jedi. So as a storyteller, this offers tremendous opportunity. So that's that comment interests me because I, I'll be curious to see. We've got a culture who has developed a way to kind of counteract the Jedi and their abilities to be able to fight the Jedi. Now you've got one within their ranks. So how does that all combine? Give Grogu the dark saber. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, he didn't take Yoda's lightsaber, so maybe he'll get that one eventually. Weapons are a part of his religion. Oh, that would be wild. That would be Mandalore, wild. Mandalore. On it now. <laughs> An actual foundling who's, who's also Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, f- okay. So uh, Favreau did another interview with Variety Magazine and had some things to say about Skeleton Crew. Um, he said that unlike Ahsoka, which basically had her plot episode, or sorry, her pilot episode kind of in the Mandalorian um, in a way. Uh, there won't be any introduction to those characters from Skeleton Crew during season three. Um, but he has previously confirmed that there will be a tie-in between Skeleton Crew and Mandalorian season four, which has already been written. So from that, we know that season four has been written. Which... <laughs> which a little tidbit that they just snuck in there. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. and I, I can, mean, we I, haven't been told that about Bad Batch season three, so yeah, safe to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's I, over. That one's going to be the book of Wrecker, and then it'll be, yeah. then it'll be the book of Echo, book of Hunter, and then it'll just end. <laughs> the book of Omega. Facts. Yeah. Book of Omega. I, I had heard through other sources that season four was already written, um, written out. In fact, at one point, they were planning on doing the filming for both seasons just straight through. Like they have done for films and stuff where they do multiple films and then it still airs like kind of one a year, but um, they didn't go that route. Although they are gearing up to start production on season four, like soon. Do you have any, you have any insight on book of Boba Fett season two? Cause I'm hearing so many c- conflicting reports. I don't have anything on that one right now. What have you heard? Other than that. Happening, I've not I, happening. Uh, so the crew, there was a lot of so I don't know if in the industry like the 
the different crews like wardrobe and the camera crews and the gaffers and like like all the different crews kind of like they make their own little merch and they put stickers on their carts and things like that and like everything i saw many things that said season one that referred yeah. to book of boba fett season one you normally don't save that if there's not also going to be a season two or at least the expectation of one mm. But that's the most authoritative thing I could say about it. Right. Because there was no, there Plan, was no, right? um, for Obi-Wan, there was no Joshua Tree season one stuff. No. It was just, no. that was it. And we weren't hearing any kind of rumblings about a season two even being talked about until after the show had almost right. completely aired. So, although they, I do think they always had story ideas that could span more than one season. But th- that whole show came out of what was going to be a film. So it's hard mm-hmm. to say what made it into the show season one versus what did they save for a season two potentially? Although Bo- with all the Book content we got of that. supposed to be a movie? No, sorry. The Obi-Wan. Oh, oh good. Obi-Wan was- Actually, I think Ewan, Ewan was saying recently that um, season two has to be about Cody, his relationship with Cody. Because he was be like, cool. how, he's like, how can it not be now? Or something like that. That'd be cool. We know Tim's up for it. Put a live action crosshair in there. Uh, (laughs) Let's make up for the lack of him in this show. (laughs) That we still haven't even got to yet. Are you guys going to tell him or should should I tell him? I'm just eating my gun. In the corner. Okay, so this one's kind of weird. So a clip, a Mandalorian clip, about 40 seconds long. Um, I don't know if it leaked or if it was just kind of, it sort of showed up on the Apple App Store today. So I'm kind of waiting to see where this shows up in an official capacity. But uh, oh, I saw that it was it was with uh, Grief Karga, Carl Weathers, and uh, and Din and 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 Grogu. So it shows a brief conversation with um, Karga and 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 Din in Grief Karga's office, I assume. And uh, Karga is sort of assuming that Din is coming to sort of stick around. So he's like talking about like, oh, there's this piece of property over here on this side of town that you can buy and get set up there. And like, he's like trying to get him to stay. And and the Mandalorian's like, no, I, that's, that's not the plan. And what I love about it is in this whole clip, Grogu's in the background in, in a chair. And, and w- if you have a chair that spins and you put a small child in it, what does the child do? They sit there and they spin and spin and spin. And this, so the whole time, Grogu's just sitting there spinning around, spinning around. And finally, Din just sort of puts his hand over and he just stops the chair. He's just like, which, which every dad has done. But the best part is that Grogu was using the force to spin himself. Yeah, he wasn't, around. he couldn't reach anything because he's tiny. So he's just sort of sitting there, just magically spinning around. That's awesome. And then Din just puts his hand over and just stops it. She's like, enough. I did not see that. I'll uh, I'll send you guys a link. It oh, and then, no, and then Grogu I, steals I the candy. Watching. He steals the candy too. Remember? Yeah, yeah. He used the, steals like a space M M&M. and <laughs> M. So, um, in in that clip though, uh, I was interesting because obviously we see a lot of Mandalorian stuff in the trailers that we've seen, um, as far as like Mandalore and all of the other Mandalorians, um with with din there in this sequence din comments that he's basically been exiled because he took his helmet off 
So that makes me think that the scenes that we've seen, like in the trailers and stuff with with Karga, those take place before any of the scenes where we see Din with the other Mandalorians, because at that point he hasn't done whatever's necessary to get back in their good graces. So that'll be interesting. Let's see. Uh, Peyton Reed did an interview with Collider for the upcoming Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania film uh, that he's involved with. And he was talking about the volume, filming on the volume um, and when to use it and when not to. And uh, and his experience using it during Mandalorian when he worked on Mandalorian season two. So he had this to say, what was great about the Mandalorian is shooting these great location backdrops and then putting them up there. It feels very photoreal. But we were going to be creating digital backdrops, some based on real photography, but it was a different thing altogether. We also wanted a lot of movement within those screens. We ended up using the volume technology, and it was great for certain environments, but not necessarily right for other ones. There's also just size and shape. Sometimes our sets are too big for the volume, so we would use partial sets. So it was definitely one of the tools that we used in our toolkit, and the actors love it because they get to see a version of what they're going to see in the movie. The interactive lighting is obviously great, but it's great. The actors love it. It's not always the right tool, but I liked it because we wanted to create all these different parts of the quantum realm that had to look and feel differently. So it was cool to have some of that where and some of that, some that were and some that weren't. Sometimes these quotes read weird. Um, And I know we've talked a lot about kind of a lot of the films that both Marvel and um, and some of the Star Wars stuff that's been done in the last couple of years. And, and Brian, I know that you've been, I don't want to say critical, but you definitely have an opinion on how some of that stuff has played off on screen um, that was filmed on the volume. So I figured I'd kick this over to you because I want to. Oh, no, the volume? I like yeah. the volume. I mean, I think the volume's awesome, but you definitely notice like when you watch The Mandalorian, and Boba Fett was on Book of Boba was on volume. I think like when you watch those. So it was I'm thinking back. So I'll just something. say the Mandalorian. When you watch yeah. the Mandalorian and then you watch Andor. Like mm. it's far different cuz Andor was yeah. Pinewood Studios, right? It was on location. You know what though like going back to when the Mandalorian first came out and I didn't know, we didn't know what the volume was like those, most people didn't know what it was. People that were not connected, didn't know what it was. You watch the show and it didn't look like CGI. It looked like these folks, these characters are out outdoors. Then we saw the documentary and we learned about the volume. When I go back and watch it now, I can tell now, but it's like, I see the wire now, right? I've been told there's a puppeter, there's a puppeteer and there's a wire. Now I know to look for the wire, but for the average viewer, I mean, it, it, it's incredible what the technology does. And, uh, and then now we know, we know that quantum, this movies has it. I'm probably going to be too aware now. I wish, I wish I didn't know. You know, I'll you forget. know what though, on, I'll forget on that, that note, <laughs> on that note, I will say I had no idea that Thor, uh, Oh crap. What was it called? The last Thor? Wonder, love, and thunder. Love, love and thunder, love and thunder. Right. I had no, I had no clue that that Love and Thunder was filmed on the, on the volume, and it was so now bad. It going going back, <laughs> having <laughs> having known now that it was filmed on the volume, there's like Thor's boat, his his like space boat that he has. Every scene that 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 boat was in, uh, I just felt like like when I'm watching it, I, I felt. Uh, almost claustrophobic 
as I was watching the scene. It didn't feel like it was actually outdoors like it's supposed to be. It didn't feel like he was traveling through space on a boat. It felt very claustrophobic for me. And Uh then going back and then knowing that those scenes were filmed on the volume, I was like, oh, that's why. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. You you could get a sense from what you saw visually that it wasn't. Yeah. 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 Because even even like CGI is filmed in a really, really large space with a really, really large green screen. Um, The volume is is enclosed, right? Isn't there a ceiling to it also? Also massive. Is it? Uh, So there's, uh, there's three volumes of varying sizes. So, and the, the big one is huge. So Steven, the one that you and I were on that they filmed the Alderaan scenes for Kenobi. Mm -hmm. That's not the biggest one. So, so are we talking like what? Yeah. <laughs> there's one I mean, more. That was, there's that's the medium sized one. There's one more bigger. That was pretty big, dude. <laughs> how do you how do you how do you help the the listeners like think about big and small, right? Like, is it like three stories, five stories tall, uh, a football stadium? You know, like how would you how would you correlate or or give an example? Because claustrophobic, I'm thinking like it's the size of a house, which is. If you're thinking we're going to film a movie, like it's not very big. It's it's kind of. I mean, I so the, you would say, would you say, Stephen, the one that we saw was basically the size of a house? You could see the like scale a two story house, like a two story house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a normal two story house, uh, the the one that they filmed the Alderon exterior Alderon scenes for Kenobi, um, those were that's about the size of that one. I mean, I thought that was the big one. I think so. the, I think the, and I would say that the big, the big one is like four times that size. It's like four of those. You can see the scale in the, in the, in the yeah, uh, go back and watch, go back and watch the, uh, the documentary thing that they did, uh, the gallery for the Mandalorian. There's an episode yeah. that there, it's all about the volume. So I think that pretty much all, everything you see on that one was the big one. I mean, if a if a if a large soundstage is roughly the size of like an airplane hangar, and then knowing that the volume has to fit inside of that, yeah, I'd say I'd say that the big one is probably the size of an airplane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's. I mean, they've listeners. got a they've got a fairly large scale razor crest that almost almost all fits inside. <laughs> Remember um, that dude in Russia that built the razor crest. <laughs> oh yeah, the one outside, <laughs> and then it didn't so, last through the winter. <laughs> it's interesting though. So some in Book of Boba Fett, some of the sequences that got the most flack for not being good effects were not filmed on the volume. So, and I noticed it too. So the, the sequences that were exterior out in the sand, um, for all the Tuscan sequences, those were all filmed inside the football stadium at Cal State Dominguez Hills, and it was all blue screen. Awesome. So they had sand in the field and then they set up giant blue screen all the way around the perimeter and that's what they filmed in. That's cool. Not fantastic enough. Too real. Yeah. It always looked what the final product looked foggy. It never quite looked quite normal. I don't know. But the but the Tuscans, especially the child Tuscans in that sequence, they were <laughs> they those were top notch Tuscans. Yeah. I'll tell I'll tell you what. I'm still waiting for the Yeah. Yeah. Still waiting for the hot toys of those, man. I know they scared her. <laughs> okay, so I'm oh, I'm allowed. I I'm allowed. To, I was actually talking to somebody about this the other night. Um, this, <laughs> this is all aired, so I'm allowed to. Talk. So my 
one of my daughters is one of the kid Tuscans in the book of Boba Fett. And uh, so that's just, so that's how I know about it. And, brag uh, about it. <laughs> and, and so they, they, they scanned her, they took her and it was funny. Uh, uh, General Giant Studios was on the van. So like they do all the scanning. So they, they took her in the big van and like 3D scanned her right. in her suit and everything. That's so awesome. we're, we're waiting for something cool to come from that. <laughs> Sweet. Me too. I'll buy it. Yeah, exactly. Heck yeah. I'll have her sign the, the box. Um, <laughs> that is it for the news. <laughs> I was, was about like, to say. That was, that was my last story. Are you- I, are uh, you making up? For, I, no, I told you, know, you guys. It was, since it was, Echo's gone now, like you're like, well, I'm gone, so I'm. <laughs> I gotta go. get my. I gotta get my airtime sometime. So I expect about a 45 minute conversation with Crosshair now. No, well, I don't I, even want to talk at this point. I was gonna ask you, Brian. I was gonna ask you since what? we were talking about Marvel stuff. How do you feel about um, Armor Wars being axed as a show, as a six episode show? It's being axed, and now it's being made into a two-hour movie i didn't uh, even know that i think I'm, in two I'm, years i'm <sighs> i forgot what oh. armor wars is specifically but um war machine and all the I, iron man that's right and- that's right yeah I, I i really i need to get through quantum mania and guardians guardians dude that new trailer came out and I'm like, I'm not ready for the pain. It's going to hurt. It's going to be sad. It's going to yeah. be sad. Plus, it's James, th- James Gunn's last Marvel movie. I, I feel like it's going to be done right just because the Guardians are so beloved. And one and two are incredible gold. Incredible. Yeah. You can watch them at any time. So I feel like three is going to be <laughs> nice. I feel like three is going to be the icing on the cake. I'm not worried that they're going to mess it up, but I think that's why it's going to be so sad as well is quantum mania, I think looks good too, but I just feel like it's going to be the end of kind of like that, which it is right. It's the end of phase two or three or whatever it is like, no, they're in phase five. It's the first phase five movie guardians. No, yeah, but it's uh, Cap- Batman. No, I'm talking about I'm, I'm talking about Guardians ending off in this like really poignant kind of yeah sad fashion. Um, sad because think, you know that everyone's gonna die. That and it's like the end of that generation of characters. Yeah, I'm not. You know, like you really, you really lo- fell in love with the Phase One stuff, Phase Two, like yeah. the like yeah. that. I mean that I, I like get I know, that. Yeah, I know we're going into the mutant age and we'll see, you know, we'll see how Deadpool is. I can't see them messing up Deadpool, but I, I mean the armor you know, War kinda, stuff, the like I kinda liken it to um to, to the you know, when we had the original trilogy, we had three movies. Yeah. That mm-hmm. some fans w- will will swear that that is pure Star Wars and anything after that is not. It's it's kind of the same thing here because I'm kind of tied to that to the first Marvel movies as well. Like I mean, that's introduction yeah. to Hulk, Iron Man, and then all these characters. Like, yeah. All those movies were just like solid and amazing and fun. 
getting into the new phases, it's kind of like, well, you- there's there's deep cuts that they're going into with comic book stuff that I'm not that great about. Luke is amazing with that, and he's usually my go to when it comes to stuff like that. It's like, but super I just fans. think, super yeah, fans. I just think yeah. they've they're they're I don't know, whatever. They're grasping at a few things. I just don't really like. Get down with I feel them. like I feel like now that uh, Disney owns all the Fox properties, that they're kind of like wrapping up their whole MCU thing that they kind of were, yeah, forced into doing because they did have to alter a lot of stories in the original MCU to kind of fit with the characters that they had at the time. Yeah. Um. But now that they own everything, I mean, even Feige has said like. Uh, that they're entering like with, he said specifically with the X-Men and the mutants, they're entering now the, into the movie era of the greatest comic book era of all time. So if, if that's the way he's thinking and we've already got the quality that we've gotten before in the MCU, like, yeah, whew. yeah, I just, it's hard. It's, it's really hard to, unless they have all this planned out what they did with that 10 years of iron man yeah captain america thor like and they just like built 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 like I, i'm just i don't know and mutants are cool dude man like wolverine's the shit. like like there's some awesome characters but i just i don't know we'll see you think you think dc you think james gunn's gonna bring the marvel sauce to to dc no, absolutely not. DC characters are awful. You have Batman Come and on, Superman. Man. What's, what's wrong with Chuck and Starfish? Or whatever his name is. Chuck Chuck Starfish. Starfish. <laughs> Starfish. I mean, I mean I'm, that's I'm an obscure the, Limp Biscuit reference, I, right? I'm, right? I'm, right? I'm yes. waiting for the you know three episode series on uh, Polka Dot Man. Like, I'm really looking forward to that. Okay, so. but I'm just saying, if James Gunn can can do what he did make with Polka Dot Man and Peacemaker, you can't. You can't make good characters out of dude, that. Dude, his mom. DC characters and Marvel, you can't compare them. You can't. You can't. His mom. Come on, dude. You have Captain America, then you have Polka oh Dot God. Man. Get out of here, dude. You can't compare those. It's got to be Superman. Okay, yeah. so you have Batman and Superman. That's it. That's literally that's it. That's all you need. <laughs> they can't even keep a super. We're on like the twenty fifth Batman. Yeah, they keep like, changing well, them around too much. Bring Michael Keaton back out. The series Peacemaker is amazingly fun. Yeah, it's funny, dude. It's, it's hilarious. Funny. It's funny. It's silly, but it's it's fun. just it's just different. It's just I don't know. It's just it, it is different. Yeah. You guys all know the the dance, right? The Peacemaker dance? No. We're doing that. We're doing the dance in London, right? I've been stuck on Camino my whole life. Can't we explore? Family Me about that rad shirt you got on, Ramy. I've got my new straight from the Dad Batch merch store on the, the dadbatch.com uh, family reunion uh, t shirt. So uh, you can get yours at 
variety of colors, variety of uh, different styles that you can get. So be sure to check those out. Um, I hope to see a small army of folks wearing these when we're when we're live in person on the uh, Hollownet News stage at Celebration London. So the Dad Batch is going to be there. We're going to do a live kind of recording of the podcast, but we're doing a little bit of a different spin because this time all of our listeners are the guests of honor. So open mics. Um, we'll have uh, probably a mic up front, ones we can run around. I, I We've actually got somebody who wants to be the, the pink shorts boom mic guy and run around with the mic <laughs> and, uh, and and the audience. So so that's that's lined up. And uh, and. Everybody will be kind of able to join in on the show. So we want to hear what's on your workbench. We want to hear what uh, news you're following. Um, if you want to have an actual conversation with Crosshair, now is your chance. So we're going to try and get we're going to try and get some special guests as well. But but the reality is the special guest is our audience because you guys listen to us every week. We want to listen to you um, and we want to meet you. Somebody said, "Hey, I'm I'm excited to meet you guys at the show." And, and the reality is, I think we're excited to meet all the people that otherwise are just you know accounts that we interact with online. So we want to put real faces in real life, be able to give, give, uh, echo will be there to give all of the omegas that, that want to hug a hug. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I crosshair, I think will actually be there. Um, as, as opposed to, I mean, cross who will actually be there as opposed cross to, who? um, as opposed <laughs> to absent, which is <laughs> the way he is in the show. So, but again, we, we want to meet, all of you and we want you to have the opportunity to meet each other it's a great great community out there so that's that's the whole idea behind our family reunion idea and everybody that's going to be there make sure you guys take lots of photos of all your projects because if we can't see it during the podcast we definitely want to see it after yeah for sure george has this hopeful story and it's something that he's reiterated most times i've seen him uh you know after we've been making things uh, without them is remember to make these stories hopeful. Remember to give that to kids because they really need it. Brian, you really need it. <laughs> my, my, Brian my has hopeful, hope. I'm hopeful that uh, this character is gone now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, this is our episode review uh, of The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 9, titled The Crossing. <laughs> with an episode runtime of 30 minutes. This episode was directed by Nathaniel Villanueva, written by Brooke Roberts. Uh, the team tackles a risky mission on a hostile world. I got to say, I wanted to slap the crap out of tech this whole episode. <laughs> you were getting on my nerves, that was, Joe. That was the first, um, that, that was the first mm. text I got from Steven this morning. <laughs> I want to smack tech. Oh, man. I was like... I, I was like, when Record was saying, I didn't lose the ship. I was like, yeah, you did it, man. Like, what's the problem, Tech? Making a little girl cry. What is your deal, man? You're so robotic, dude. You're such a machine. It's just like. This is the worst episode I will, ever. I actually didn't think it was a bad episode, but <laughs> I did I did have a little uh, uh, Black Panther 2 vibranium in the in the rock vibe oh, like yeah. when they when she went underwater and it was all by it was all the like shine i was like why did i just see this and i was like <laughs> i had to keep thinking about it and i was like oh it was the vibranium under the water um i actually i liked the episode i thought it was cool i mean it, it's cool they're like tech is very robotic 
which is weird because Echo is the half cyborg and he's the one off doing what he thinks is right. But that's more of his like kind of clone commander vibes running through him. But, but tech is, I actually like really appreciated what they were trying to do between tech and Omega, but it was just like, my God, another (laughs) tech episode. Sweet. Can we move some stuff forward? Like, (laughs) so it was a very sweet episode. I did think it was like super cool. The connection um, of him and Omega and Omega, like, coming around and kind of standing up for herself too when she was finding the iridium <laughs> or what, it, what iridium right is that what it was called um and she was like no i got this like get me more cylinder like i i thought that was cool and it was like his way of apologizing was like letting her be in charge i thought that was like super cool so i don't it was a super sweet thing um but yeah i think i think tech was i mean i I think this was all kind of intentional, but I, I sort of took it that Tech is struggling with the loss of his friends as well. And so like, the you know, we keep saying that like Tech and, <laughs> Tech and Echo were the, the R2-D2 and C-3PO of, of the show. And if when one of them is not there, the other one sort of seems incomplete even to us as the viewers. So I think this was us seeing Tech struggle with the loss of, of someone who was sort of his counterpart on the, on the show. So. Cause he's always so black and white, right? It's like, I yeah. feel like they're either just going to kill him and they're just trying to like humanize him and like <laughs> make it like really, Damn, really wow, sad. You are just well, <clears throat> so, so angry. Or, fantasizing. I'm about, just, I'm geez. just, <laughs> am I projecting? <laughs> am I projecting? <laughs> Can I just get across here? Can we get like, two episodes? What are we in? Is the Lex eight him? Like, what are we doing? Oh man. Did you guys get, uh, I, I was getting like, um, Hondo vibes. Yes. Like I had that in my notes. Hondo. I had that in my notes oh, from, from that one thief from the thief. Yeah. Yeah. Which looked like a kid. I thought it was going to be a kid. Although we don't know, but I mean, Hondo's older, but, but it did. The aesthetic, the aesthetic of that thief was very much like Hondo in disguise. So, I will say too, like the Marauder can be just taken like that, like that easy. See, I told you guys this like there's weeks no, ago. We talked I was about wondering this. how do you? I was no wondering light. how do you, how do you start the ship? That's right. is there a key? Is it like it. a fob? Is there? Yeah. So, so check this out, Low Jack. Uh, uh, if, if anybody, if any military person ever like plays a joke, says, Hey, find me the keys to the Humvee. There are no keys to the Humvee. You literally just turn it on. Like there's no keys to the thing, huh. the military equipment, no keys. There should always be somebody <sighs> around or on it or something. Yeah. There'll be somebody well, on watch. There'll be somebody watching it or whatever. And, and, uh, I'm not saying that's the correlation, but I, I think it was kind of silly that this kid. But he was kind of tapping in the front of it, like he maybe he knew the model, or maybe he knew his way. Maybe he's used to bumping vehicles and kind of like, hey, this is the way in the panel. And then, I mean, I it was think it's another of, fi- failure on Tech's part. Yeah, it, like it he's was mean Tech's to Omega. Fault, he's you know, like, he, he has no way all of, the way on the other side of the cliff. Yeah, was like, he has no way of tracking it. Like, come on. He dude. said it was the only place to park that was close enough. <laughs> it was Wrecker's fault that some kid snuck up to it. 
I mean, it is what it is. Anyway, what else? What else you got? <laughs> the music in this episode was great. I want the soundtrack. I thought it was we're straight up music. Western cowboy music. It was great. It had the Mandalorian Western vibe, but also like, could Cad Bane potentially show up again? I honestly, I thought maybe Cad Bane because it had that Western. Yeah. Well, what about Sid showing her true colors all of a sudden, huh? Like, oh, I'm not going to send you a car. I'm not, I'm not sending you an Uber to pick you up. She on your sucks. Own. <laughs> yeah, just when I felt like we were getting some progress from her, she does this. But I'm, we're not surprised, though. It's it's Sid. It's not like she's going to go above and beyond for these guys. She's all about self-preservation. So, so Ramey and I were talking this morning about have the batch even completed a mission this season? Is this the first yeah. mission that, that they've completed? Have have they yet? How much well, of I that mean, stuff have they brought home so far? I mean, they're still stuck there. So let's see. Home. They might have to blow something else up. Well, Sid owns the mine, right? She owns that mine. Yep. Yeah. And they, so just, they found discovered more. I mean, yeah. Omega actually discovered more. So that's like, I mean, from what I gather, that stuff's like really expensive, like coaxium or something. Because so when they take it to Wakanda, it's going to pay one. off for him. I mean, sure, he's going to give him a lot for all that vibranium. You know what else I noticed here was that the uh, the town, like they could have just ended the episode with like a pickup, but they decided to like do a like a to be continued kind of thing, right? <sighs> You know what that means. This is going to be another episode. (laughs) Yeah, that means next week's episode is still no crosshair, unless he's the one that comes to rescue them. That's what I'm saying. What if he's the one that gets the signal? What is the problem? It's all about tech. I mean, what? Yes, tech is the problem. You are right. Yeah, or in or in tech's words, what is your issue? That was the moment that I wanted to smack him when he threw that up. Omega, I was like, wow. What Why are you crying, crying little girl? What's yeah. your problem? What's your damage? You Here's a tissue. Yeah. The fun the, the the funny part is is like it's it makes sense. Like his trait, right? His disposition is he's he's reasoning and he's intelligence and he's, he's totally analyzation logical. is only yeah. logical. Like he has no emotion. Like well, that's well, his No, no, no. So, so there's a line here that I that well, I had to write down. And I, I yeah. want to make sure I say it right because I had to write it down. Um, I may process moments. That's cool. You have the ability to do that. And thoughts differently. <laughs> but it doesn't It doesn't feel any less than you. So basically, yeah. he still has feelings. Yeah. And, and so what's funny is I started talking about – I watched the episode several times because it's amazing. Right? Of course you did. <laughs> but, I, but I'm walking this through with, with my wife. And, and so, I, you know, not everything's tied to the military. But I will say yeah. – um, a lot of what I used to do was, hey, take emotion out of this, right? Conversations, a lot of times. And and whether it was just the guys doing stuff, we would lose equipment. We would, we would somebody would get hurt. And they have so to you go can make home. decisions. Yeah. And we got to make decisions. You literally, when, when Tech said we're soldiers, right? Now, these guys have been soldiers forever. Hunter is basically becoming the father figure and kind of realizing, hey, we're not soldiers anymore, right? Um, Wrecker is just Wrecker. Wrecker is just having, Wrecker is like amazingly innocent, right? And and just awesome. Tech 
is kind of similar to Echo. And that's probably why they butted heads a lot of times and, and were the R2-D2 because they're very soldier-like. They're very process-oriented. And um, But I thought it was really cool because you're right. Tech was an a-hole. And, and that is how I was perceived many times in real life of Joe, yeah. you're, you're a dick. Sorry, you're, you're, you're like, dude, you're like not being cool yeah. right now. I'm like, hey, we have a job to do. We have a mission to do. Yeah. There's time for that later, right? And so, Black and white. Yeah, but the the problem is he's got this young Omega sister, and and so she's like bringing him down a notch. She's she's making him like realize, hey, you need to slow the f down. Like we are a family, we yeah. are close. And you see him pause and stop and look, and I'm like, man, that scene right there was yeah. the best scene, right? It's like a yeah. pretty awesome. She yeah. was like, we're a family, right? And he's like, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? Um, I might not behave outwardly a certain way but I still feel inside. I'm like, there you go. There he, he's not. Yeah. A robot. There you go. Cool. Red well, and j- like all the, the jokes aside, like it was a very sweet and enduring episode and between him and Omega, I just you know, could throw in a couple other ones before this, but you know, we're here, we're here. And it's, it's the, I it's think the hand I, that we've been dealt. I, I, I really do hope that there's going to be more seasons. And, and honestly, I'm saying this, that it's going to shift focus to maybe more Wrecker episodes and maybe more Hunter episodes and then maybe more Crosshair. Like, I, I mean, I, they've got to, there, there has to be some sort of closure or, or progress into what happened to these guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just grateful that it's all about me right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I had, uh, I had heard, Book of tech. I had heard that they're, they've already basically planned out seasons three and four. So I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. So Imagine we, how many filler episodes there's going to be. <laughs> we, said, we can hope. We always have hope. So we know, we know also know that echo is havoc Four. Omega is havoc five. Cause when she's calling for him, she's, she's ba- on, on the little communicator. She's oh, saying, yeah. you know, have havoc Four. this is havoc five come in. <laughs> and what's interesting about that conversation, even more than, than the numbers and everything is, Tech knew that Echo had already turned off his comm, which means Tech had already tried to talk to Echo at some point. So I think that goes back to the idea that like Tech actually misses Echo. There you go. But they don't know where the havoc is. Yeah. <laughs> well, because Hondo ripped the Lojack out and threw it out the window before he flew <laughs> Baby off. Baby Hondo, so, kid Hondo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, could it be? Could it? The, the the color palette was straight up Honda's colors with so, the dreads and, with like the dreads. Well, it was almost like feathers, but you know, it was a helmet that was on over. So who knows? I didn't even think of that until you just said that. That's pretty good. One last thing that fun. I wanted to that I, I I noticed was that in all of the episode, um, I guess synopses that you'd call it on Disney Plus. They always refer to the team as the batch. This is the first episode they refer to the team as the team. They don't say the batch. I, I I always have to like rewrite these these synopses, and it was a little weird writing that. I was like, well, did they mean to write the team, or did they mean to write the batch? Hmm. So, and then we kind of saw the batch fracture fracturing this episode. So, I don't know if that's a little foreshadowing of what's to come. I guess it's better than them saying what's left of the batch. <laughs> <laughs> and there were four. 
the rest this of the random batch. group of people <laughs> and Captain Rex. <laughs> oh man. I don't well, know. It was good. It was a good episode, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready for some. It was all right. I, I will say the, the last ones, um, when I was going back and listening, cause I had to dip at the end right after we watched the episodes. Um, I watched the episodes again with the family and then listened. And Joe, you were talking a lot about the kind of like the military tie-ins. Mm-hmm. And when I watched the episodes again for the second time too, it really didn't soak into me how Chuchi is like all about trying to figure out what to do with the clones and how to oh, help yeah. them come out of being it was very and when i heard your synopsis of it i was like dude that's actually like really sick so because i listened to you guys and then i watched the episodes again oh i see Um, yeah i really appreciated those episodes i thought they were they were really cool those were Um, those last two episodes were we didn't get a chance to really debrief them um you know after we did the live yeah and um they were like freaking solid there were those those yeah last week's episodes were it was deep I think it was some of the most uh, crucial episodes that we've got of the series so far because it didn't explain just batch things. Actually, the batch was hardly even in it. It was explaining it was explaining like galactic ramifications things. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, we never knew. Yeah. Well, the fact that Palpatine, man, he's God, he's so manipulative, man. He's so ahead of everybody. And methodical, and he's the villain that you hate, but you also love because he's just so evil. Like, yeah. But how how they um, I really when I sat back and thought about it, like how they're talking about what's gonna happen to the clones, because that's such an un, you know, we've gotten Order sixty six and what's happened, and now it's like this backstory of because we still we still really don't know. Right, like we're getting tidbits of that they decommission the clones and they start to replace them with stormtroopers, but there's how many clones are out there, right? And where do they go? Well, I mean, the films the films basically glossed over the clones. We started to get some personalities out of them, and and with Cody and Revenge of the Sith, but that was the extent of it. And then they gave us seven seasons of a show that made everybody fall in love with the clones and humanized them and and got us all attached to them. And then they just, and then, and then that's it. Like we don't know what else yeah. happens, and so of course we've got to you get have some to wait for rebels to kind of get a glimpse of them post sixty six. Well, right? and even then, there's only what three or four of them left. So that's yeah, that's it. Yeah. So Plus, in that mindset, it's really cool too. This was the first time we've ever heard Palpatine say stormtrooper. Yeah, Imperial stormtrooper. Dude, you know what I love? I, that was the other thing too. I did watch it again, uh, Brian. I, I watched it yesterday, both both episodes again, and I love Senator Organa. Like he is and oh, everything. Yeah. Dude, he's, Bale's he's probably, the man. He shows up. Anything Star Wars, Organa's in it more yep. than any other character. I think. Yep. Um, I wish they would have gotten Jimmy Smith to do his voice in this. But yeah, yeah. would have been better. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Jimmy Smith is the man. Um, yeah, he's so cool. Is it Phil Lamar? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He yeah. did. He did the voice for Bale in Clone Wars, listen, so it just makes sense that he does it now. But listen, sure. no offense, no offense. Sure. Uh, just it, Jimmy Smith to me, yeah, just yeah, 
Yeah. But the character though, like showing up and providing like Chuchi with just the right amount of information, then he's like, oh, wait, there's, you know, then he's the one that delivers all of a sudden the intel with the picture imagery yeah. of, 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 uh, of getting blown up. And he's like, at every crucial point, he's, he's like this, he's almost like a fulcrum in his own, right? Everybody knows him and knows a way to get a hold of him. And he's just, he's working it, man. He's wasn't he the first fulcrum? Well, Ahsoka. So read the Ahsoka novel. I can't remember it. I, I did she, read it. She, well, I listened to she's it. She's sort but... of the first one. She's the first one. And then. But um, she's inducted into but, it by Bale. She's basically recruited by him. Yes. Yeah. I would love. Yeah. Is there, is there anything just on him? Like solely focus on him? I think he's been in so much stuff now. It's like. I mean, he's kind of like a politician dude. Like, there's not. I mean, you should really see his performance in um, episode four, A New Hope. (laughs) It's good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's been over forty years. Still too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon. Too soon. Um, it's cool though. One, one, I mean, yeah, you're right. You guys are right. We didn't have time to like fully absorb the show after, after last week's watch party. But one of the things that I was thinking was, you know, now that Rampart is like the scapegoat for the emperor's whole, you know, clone thing, uh, with blasting Camino. Um, and now there's like literally no more clone program going on to the public. Uh, like, what are the ramifications now for Crosshair? Like, who? For Cross who? <laughs> Sorry, for Cross who? Cross where? Cross where? Who's that? Cross why? Where? Like, you still have some hope, Brian, because there's gotta be an episode where there it's just like decommissioning clones and Crosshair, who's like been blindly following Imperial orders. He's now getting the boot that Hunter said that he always would like maybe episode 18. So now that Rampart's out of the way, <laughs> like Crosshair, the only one who really knows anything about Crosshair is Tarkin. Right. True. That we know of. Yeah. And now that Rampart's gone, there's no advocate for Crosshair. Tarkin's like moved away from the clones completely. Yeah. He should be Obviously on Death Star because Project. Because his boss has said so. And I wonder if I wonder if this is what's going to happen is they're going to reject him and try 100%. to take him out or decommission him or something. And he's too good and he's going to get away and then he's going to have to evaluate that he has no place in the Empire. There, there's going to be a pivotal point for Crosser, though. It's not going to happen. easy. It's not going to happen easy. He's going to be stuck with a decision to make where he has to like go left or right. And I think he's going to choose the right, obviously right side because Star Wars is all about redemption, but I don't think it's going to always be happy at the end. Like obviously our boys are going to not something. I don't want to go there, but something's going to happen to them. Right. And um, I hope Crosshair kind of gets redeemed in that process. Let's just say that. What if, what if I'm making the, I, we don't speculate on this show, Ray. I don't. I don't know anything. So I'm just. I'm literally thought of this as as I'm sitting here thinking as you guys are talking. What if they go to like, you know, the the batch learns that they're eliminating all the clones and they mount a rescue mission to go pull out Crosshair, oh, whether he wants to go or not. 
Or maybe that maybe that's Plan 99, which means we're not going to see him until the 18th episode, Brian. But still, maybe that's Plan 99. <laughs> is that they're mounting a rescue mission to go get Crosshair, knowing that he's going to be on the chopping block? That's a good theory. I've also heard the other theory that we've only seen the first Clone War. And there's going to be a second Clone War. That's why it's called the Clone Wars. Oh man! And it's supposed to. It's supposed to be the clones getting like they lose the war essentially against the stormtroopers. Oh, I don't know how that's possible. <sighs> clones are awesome. Stormtroopers. Well, they were. Oh. Now it's all about the TK. damn dude. Come on. So many, so many like concepts and ideas and all i'm saying what i'm really getting to brian is that there's still hope that you'll be in an episode soon (laughs) one day and and before the end of the season or at least before the end of the series i'm I'm, it's probably going to be like episode 17 or 18 and the title is crosshair's not here man no i don't even even want this i want to clean my gun (laughs) and be alone with my thoughts and I don't need to talk about anything else how you doing Brian I'm not fine I don't even want to do this Brian we just want you to know that you're still in our show Brian before you go I'm yeah. going to send you something I'm going to send you something what? it's what it's an autographed <laughs> oh my <laughs> It's an autograph oh, picture oh, <laughs> of, of this. <laughs> Have you been saving this the whole episode? How did you get an 18 you, by 24 poster of yourself? In all California, pretty soon there's going to be billboards with season two. <laughs> Is that the season three poster? Dude. I have text, the perf- season three text batch. <laughs> I, have the, I, have the, I have the perfect place not for that. Bathroom, not in the bathroom. <laughs> On my archery target. <laughs> I've been looking for something to shoot at. Oh <laughs> I'm crying. That was amazing. That was amazing. Because we never know when we're going to do. Conversations with Crosshair, and I'm so glad to do that. For those that were listening, um, not watching, I brought out a poster of myself. I, I mean, at this point, I can't blame you. You're not wrong. You're completely right. Crosshair's gonna be here Friday. Oh my god! Uh, Crosshair's gonna be here Friday. So. There you go. That's all I got. He's dead. He's dead. I don't know. Wrecker's in every episode, <laughs> just having a party all the time with his 14 layers. True. I wish John was here too because his cake analogy Imagine. versus onions, no. not all cakes have layers. Just want to point that out. And so, mark it, write that one down. Not all cakes have layers, some cakes are solid. Half layers. All onions have layers. Not green onion. To get your life-size poster of tech, (laughs) email dadbatchpod 
<laughs> how many how many do you have of those joe and uh, 99 <laughs> <laughs> joe spent ten thousand dollars do you have do you have multiples of those i'm, I'm curious I should do a giveaway. Okay. So if you're listening right now, the first person to email dadbatchpod at gmail.com with your name, your address, in the body of the email with the subject line, onions for John. We will send you a tech poster signed, autographed by tech, autographed by tech. By, and autographed by tech. I'll also throw this in. Ooh, and a sticker pack. Oh, and, and a coin. A card. And Is that a coin? Oh, nice. I don't even have one of those. Sick. Okay. Brian, no, Brian's but, emailing right now. No target bracket <laughs> for uh, You might have gave me a coin. No, I got a dude, coins What kind of crap is that, dude? Jeez. He's got you. All right, guys. Well, I think that does it for us today. Thank you, everybody, for uh, subscribing and leaving tons of very positive comments on our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for those. We read each one. Uh, we may not get to the replies right away, but we do read every single comment. And we just we love the enthusiasm that you guys have over on the uh, on the YouTube channels. We've got more videos in the pipeline coming up for you guys we got some full dress ups some dress downs crosshairs pulled out it, right it's in the garage waiting to be for me to put it on yeah i'm doing it we got some tutorials coming from echo i think we've got a tutorial coming from from joe for the uh oh RK5 my god five costume. You can follow me at stevie.kicks on Instagram, sometimes Twitter. Gentlemen, let the listeners know where they can find you. Tech.batbatch. And just while I have you, John Alpha Ignition. Ramey, where can the listeners find you? Thedadbatch.com. Awesome. And Brian, let the listeners know. For a free blank signed blank sheet of paper <laughs> with no crosshair on it anywhere nothing <laughs> just, just a blank signature on a blank piece of paper which is about how much crosshair is in the bad batch these days uh go to dad batch pod <laughs> sith ain't easy shout out to john you didn't make it today alpha ignition there's always next week, right? <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Thank you again for listening to episode 28 of the Dad Batch podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 29. And until next time, enjoy your spice responsibly.
I'm not fine. I don't even want to do this. 